and welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Carol Van Dam in Washington, working on this program via remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Monday, January 9th, 2023. A soldier with South Sudan's People's Defense Forces shot and killed four people in Warp State over the weekend. We've got a report of three Syrians and one South Sudanese being killed uh, by a suspected soldier uh, in a area. And Sudan's ruling army has promised to hand over power to a civilian authority. <laughs> We'll have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. Authorities are investigating why a South Sudan soldier apparently killed three Syrian nationals and a South Sudanese in Warab State. A state official says the four were shot in Akon Village. For VOA News, Waki Simon Wudu reports from the capital, Juba. Warab State Information Minister William Wall tells South Sudan in focus the three Syrian nationals and a South Sudanese were shot over the weekend by a soldier believed to be a member of the South Sudan People's Defense Force. On Saturday, this month, 2023, we got a report of three Syrians and one South Sudanese being killed uh, by a suspected soldier uh, in a corner area. With that, we could not find a sufficient report on the incident. Therefore, His Excellency, the Governor of Arabi State, Yarol Manimbolmale, quickly dispatched an investigation team to the scene. However, the suspect was found to be arrested in the area and taken to Division 3 headquarters for further investigation. Wall says the circumstance that led to the fatal shootings is still unclear. The information minister says state officials were surprised to learn that four people, including foreigners, were gunned down. We will wait the investigation to give us exactly where uh, they were living and what has made them to uh, to collide or what has uh, intrigued the, the, the killer or murderer to kill them. So we are not sure exactly uh, what they were doing there. And exactly the place or the location, village, because in a country there are so many villages around it, whether the incident took place in the town or outside the town. Wall says state authorities will determine the cause and ensure that justice is carried out. And justice must prevail in accordance to our laws, the Republic of South Sudan. I urge uh, the companies and the international organizations and all the working classes in South Sudan to remain calm. Uh, this was not uncalled for, and it must be dealt with according, in accordance to our laws, the Republic of South Sudan. The latest killing comes amid increased communal violence in recent months across several parts of the country. South Sudan's military spokesperson told this program earlier that some forces have been deployed to hotspots around the country to contain the violence. For VNO, Zamwaki Simon Wudu in Juba. And from Juba, we now move to the Sudanese capital Khartoum, where Sudan's ruling military has vowed that the army will come under civilian authority as the two sides hammer out a final agreement on a two-year transitional government before elections are held. Michael Atit reports from Khartoum, Sudan. Three days of talks between military and civilian leaders continued Monday with the aim of reaching a final deal on governing during a two-year transition to elections. 
The spokesman for the civilian site, Khalid Omar Yusuf, addressed the media Monday at a press conference in Khartoum, broadcast by the state-run Sudan News Agency. He says this is an opportunity for all Sudanese to engage and cooperate with the regional and international community to achieve the high national interest of the country. At a launch of the final phase of the political process Sunday, Sudan's Army Chief General Abdul Fattah al-Burhan repeated the military's vow to place itself under a civilian government. His speech was also broadcast by Sudan's state news agency. He says it is the military's conviction that we will soon see a true civilian government established in Sudan that will fulfill the aspirations and ambitions of the Sudanese people towards a free, just and peaceful state. The army chief gave no details on when the military will step aside, but said it would keep its word to leave politics. He also applauded efforts by regional and international partners to help end Sudan's political crisis. Al-Burhan overthrew a transitional civilian government led by former Prime Minister Abdul Hamdok in October 2021, citing lack of attention to alleged threats. The coup came just weeks before the military was to hand power to civilian authorities, sparking international condemnation and withdrawal of foreign aid. Sudan's pro-democracy groups have staged near-weekly protests ever since, demanding the military step down. Security forces have frequently clashed with the protesters, leaving scores dead, almost all of them protesters. The African Union, the Intergovernmental Authority on Development and the UN, known as the Trilateral Mechanism, have been mediating in Sudan with the aim of breaking the deadlock. The talks are expected to include reforming Sudan's security forces. Michael Latid for VOA News, Khartoum, Sudan. Cameroon's second largest employer, the state-run Cameroon Development Corporation, is calling for thousands of plantation workers who fled the country's separatist conflict to return to work. About half the company's 20,000 workers left in 2018 over unpaid wages and after deadly and brutal attacks. The company last week said it was safe to return, but workers are skeptical and say it should first rebuild homes destroyed or damaged in the conflict. Moki Edwin Kitzeka reports from Bue. Cameroon. The Cameroon Development Corporation or CDC says it wants thousands of workers back at banana, palm oil and rubber plantations in the restive southwest region. Managers of the state-run giant, Cameroon's second largest employer on Monday, visited towns and villages in the region to meet with workers who fled unrest in 2018 and asked them to return. Cameroon Agricultural and Allied Workers Trade Union President Gabriel Menge Vefongi was part of the delegation. He says the corporation has promised to pay back wages to those workers who return. Most of them are remain jobs in many areas of this country. So we are calling them to come back. Security is being guaranteed by the state. And we have seen in the last six months there is relative calm. For those who had wounds, we think that the wounds have healed. And the CDC management is taking care of them. Our members should come back to work. 
Cameroon's military says it has chased the rebels from the plantations which armed groups used for training camps. In 2018, the rebels ordered workers to leave the plantations and warned that those who refused would be attacked. Authorities say the armed groups chopped off fingers of scores of workers suspected of collaborating with the government and torched hundreds of homes, schools and factories. William Lekunja, a worker at a plantation in Mianja, says he escaped in 2018. He says he will only return if the company improves work and living conditions in villages damaged in the conflict. They cannot eat well because what they have is too meager. Others who have gone there came back with testimonies. Their are hospital bills and paid by themselves. There's no good housing for them, no good water for them. Cameroon's government says some of the company's former workers are owed more than two years back pay. The company has vowed to pay back wages, but says the conflicts and exodus of workers led to a massive drop in production and sales. The government says sales and revenue increased after about 2,000 workers returned in 2021 and 2022. CDC General Manager Franklin Gonin-Gier says if the remaining 8,000 workers return, the company's sales will return to previous levels. He says they would then be able to afford paying back salaries and reconstructing destroyed buildings. The solution is getting back to work, working and making money, money to help pay wages. To pay those who are working, just salaries alone cost the corporation about 900 million francs. It is difficult to get that amount of money. But that notwithstanding, we try to do what must be done to continue to operate. Cameroon's separatist conflict was sparked in 2016 when English-speaking Western regions protested discrimination by the country's French-speaking majority. Cameroon's military responded with a crackdown and rebels took up arms, claiming to defend the English-speaking minority. The UN says the conflict has since left 3,500 people dead and 750,000 displaced. Moki Edwin Kinzaka for VOA News, Boya, Cameroon. You are listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, the U.N. warns of malnutrition rates on the rise in Ethiopia's Tigray region. Stay tuned for details coming up after this break. What do you think? People speak out on important questions. The question today... How do you reward yourself? I'll go and buy myself maybe a pair of shoes I always desire to get. I'll go and have a meal I always desire to get. Anything. Depends on what I've achieved. By spoiling myself. Um, I'm a girl. I go buy myself clothes, shoes, do my hair, my nails. Basic things that will make me look good and happy at the end of the day. I cook a good meal. I sit down with a chill drink. My work involves very hard work, so I get very tired. So I reward myself once every month. 
I do that by swimming and relaxing at the beach with my family. What do you think? A daily discussion of important questions from VOA.